Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Tim Tebow has returned to to the NFL ranks and everyone it feels like who works in sports media is losing their mind over it. I don't know how many of you saw the video yesterday of Tim Tebow, number 85, now attempting to make it as a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have begun to sell his jersey. They had him looking big. Honestly, he looks beefy like a tight end should look in the NFL. No idea if 33-year-old Tim Tebow is going to make it as a tight end, but I do know that this is not uncommon in the world of the NFL. Guys get chances to make rosters even if they aren't expected to. Every year, they bring in, it's even happened, Australian rules football stars have come up and attempted to become football players. We've had the Mountain from Game of Thrones, get signed to a roster kind of as a joke to see whether or not he might be capable of playing football. We had all sorts of guys sometimes who have never, ever played football at all to check and see if they might be great tight ends. Antonio Gates, every now and then, they pan out. You've got guys like Julian Edelman who might be quarterbacks that they decide to play a wide receiver. All different sorts of machinations can take place every single year. This is one of the storylines of Hard Knocks. Hey, this guy used to be a great lacrosse player. Now we wonder if it might translate into the NFL. Hey, this guy was an incredible beach volleyball player. This is not uncommon. Tim Tebow has won the Heisman Trophy. He's won two national championships in college. He was a first-round NFL player. He won a playoff game as a starting quarterback. Yes, he went away and played baseball, but honestly, Tebow deciding to play baseball was a far riskier proposition than Tim Tebow deciding that he wanted to play tight end. Yet, we have got people in my industry who seem incapable of understanding how common this is. By the way, it's also worth mentioning Tim Tebow, great relationship with Urban Meyer. Tremendous interest in Tebow in the Jacksonville, Florida area, his hometown. Just up the road a little bit from uh, Gainesville, Florida, where he played college football. This is a situation that fits a player. And oh, by the way, they're paying him 
virtually nothing, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are under the salary cap by a massive amount. I think it's like a total of a million dollars that they've risked on Tim Tebow. If he pans out, he will make the team, and the expectation would be that he will make the team better. The people who make that decision will be Urban Meyer and the general manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I saw what Stephen A. Smith said, and I thought for a moment, this cannot be real. I had to go watch it on video myself. I talk every day for three hours on radio. I talk every day on television, and I talk every day in the afternoon at OutKick. I talk a lot. I understand the job that we were in. I understand that every sentence that I utter and every argument that I make is not going to be perfect. Stephen A. Smith is the highest paid person on television in sports media. Makes $10 million or more a year. This is what Stephen A. Smith said about Tim Tebow becoming a Jacksonville Jaguar. He connected it to George Floyd. I'm not lying. This is a direct quote from Stephen A. Smith. When George Floyd ultimately was murdered by Derek Chauvin, the cop, and you saw people rioting and protesting in the streets, it wasn't just about him. It was about the symbolism of what transpired. Because black people have repeatedly felt like we have the proverbial knee on our neck We constantly have to scratch and claw our way. And when we see someone of a different ilk, of a different ethnicity, getting opportunities we know we would never get, that's where the words white privilege come from. Stephen A. Smith connected Tim Tebow playing tight end, potentially for the Jacksonville Jaguars, to George Floyd dying. This is one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard anyone make in the history of sports media. What's more, there's zero connection here. The NFL is the ultimate, so long as your talent exceeds your problems, you will always be employed. Stephen A. should have thought about this fact. It has been reported on the same day that he talked about Tim Tebow that there are three different NFL teams that are willing to trade for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is accused of sexual assault by 22 different women, the majority of them, by the way, who are minorities. And yet the talk is that the Dolphins, the report is that the Dolphins the Washington football team, and the Raiders are all willing to trade for Deshaun Watson. That's even though 22 different women are accusing him of sexual assault. Yet Stephen A. Smith doesn't say a word about that, which is tangible evidence that all the NFL cares about is trying to make their team better. And if you are white, black, brown, yellow, green, blue, purple, it doesn't matter. If the NFL executives believe that you will make their team better, they will even trade for you, even though you might be in Deshaun Watson, the NFL's version of Jeffrey Epstein or Bill Cosby. You might be, it's possible that Deshaun Watson is a serial sexual abuser. And yet, Tim Tebow is the guy that Stephen A. Smith talks about in making some sort of strained analogy to George Floyd. Here's the truth. The NFL cares about one thing. Do you make it more likely that their team will win a game? If the answer is yes, they'll find a spot for you. Antonio Brown? Doesn't matter about the sexual assault allegations. Ben Roethlisberger? Baby, we will sign you forever in Pittsburgh if you make it more likely for us to win a Super Bowl. This is, I think, a flagrantly bad argument by Stephen A. Smith that is designed to divide us. It's also insanely stupid. And he should be ashamed of himself 
for making an argument that is that bad and is that easy to tear to shreds. On the same day that three teams are willing to trade for Deshaun Watson despite 22 sexual assault allegations, you focus on Tim Tebow, who is just trying to make a million dollars to play tight end, never done a damn thing wrong in his life other than be super competitive. That's it. It's crazy. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be There may be a lot of limitations that apply to the Houston Texans quarterback situation. You heard me open this show talking about some of the craziness of the discussion surrounding Tim Tebow. And uh, Tim Tebow obviously trying to make uh, the roster as a Jacksonville Jaguar tight end, not necessarily something that is a massive 
surprised that uh, that there are a lot of guys every year who come into NFL camps and do their best to make the 53-man roster, whatever the total number is. What is a surprise, I think, is if I had told you a year ago that the Houston Texans would be in the position that they are in now at the quarterback position, you would have never, ever believed me. Because it looked like the Texans had locked and loaded Deshaun Watson for the next decade plus of incredible performance at the quarterback position. And let me tell you, things have completely fallen apart. We know that there are 22 different sexual harassment lawsuits outstanding against Deshaun Watson. But if you wondered how serious all of this was, all you would need to do is look at the roster of available quarterbacks that the Houston Texans have right now. First of all, Deshaun Watson is still on their roster. We talked about that to open this show. The fact that there are three different teams that are interested theoretically in potentially trading for Deshaun Watson and that it's the latest evidence that all that matters when it comes to the uh, the uh, total basic opinion of teams when it comes to players is their overall talent. That's it. That's all that matters. The Raiders, the Dolphins, and the Washington football team are all reportedly still interested in trading for Deshaun Watson despite 22 different women accusing him of sexual assault. If you had any doubt about how serious the situation was with the Houston Texans, all you would need to do is look at how desperate they now have found themselves. The Texans have five quarterbacks on their roster right now. Deshaun Watson, who is not going to be there, I don't think he'll ever take another snap for the Houston Texans again. Terod Taylor, Davis Mills, their draft pick out of Stanford, Ryan Finley, and Jeff Driscoll. Has there ever been a more desperate quarterback situation than this being, take Deshaun Watson off the table because I think he is finished as a Houston Texans quarterback. The Texans are so desperate that their starting quarterback next year is probably going to be Terod Taylor, Davis Mills, Ryan Finley, or Jeff Driscoll. That might be the saddest four quarterback on an NFL team that I have ever heard before in history. Let me repeat these guys. This I'm sorry if you are a Houston Texan fan and you woke up this morning and you're like, all right, it's Friday. I can't wait. I'm going to get in the car. I'm driving to, to work this morning. I can't wait to be done. Ah, it's going to be a weekend. I'm going to flip on Clay Travis. Let's see what he's... Oh, no. I'm sorry to the city of Houston. I really am. Terod Taylor, Davis Mills, Ryan Finley, Jeff Driscoll. That is who you are rolling into the 2021 NFL season with your options at quarterback. Can you ever remember a sadder quad of quarterbacks dub in the history of the NFL than that quad? I'm trying to think right now and nothing comes to mind. We've obviously seen teams that have been in dire quarterback straits. Right. But this team thought they had their guy, and who knows? For the I, next decade. Right. In, I mean, if you had told – back in uh, in September, didn't they announce this $160 million extension with Deshaun Watson back in, like, September? Yeah, I, I think bl- they did. It was early on last, last season. Yeah. Maybe right before. And where you thought, hey, this guy's going to be with us for the next decade plus, and we got a Hall of Fame caliber playmaker – the Texans obviously were coming off of a divisional round playoff loss last year where they'd been up 24 to nothing. And then now you are down to that sad quadrangle. That is who you are arguing is going to be there to try to lead you in 2021. And you got almost no ability to trade for anybody. Now, maybe you can get a draft pick for Deshaun Watson in 2022. You can have a quarterback of the future. But in the meantime, Terod Taylor, Davis Mills, Ryan Finley, and Jeff Driscoll, that is a sad collection of quarterback talent. I'm sorry if you're in the city of Houston. I can feel your pain through the radio. I'm sorry if I had to bring you there when you were already maybe in a great spot because it's Friday, it's May, the weather's perfect. It's almost Memorial Day. 
Houston Astros are opening up their stadium, 100% capacity. I'm sorry, Houston. You definitely have a problem. It's an overplayed cliche, but man, it really applies to this quarterback situation right now. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Joined now by Shannon Spake as we roll through the Friday edition of the mailbag, the mailbag, good Lord, Uh, the Friday edition of the radio program, which is what I'm on right now. I do have a Friday edition of the mailbag that I'm thinking about right now, trying to decide which uh, answers, uh, which questions I'm going to be responding to. Oh, my goodness. Have you been been drinking already this morning? I know, I know. It's been... It's been a really busy several weeks here. I don't. I barely know which way is up. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, and I'm, in that, in that I'm going to I'm going to Florida tomorrow, so uh, I'm going to be down in Florida for two weeks. So I can't wait to get down uh, to Florida and just be able to chill a little bit. A lot of people probably also starting to take some vacations with Memorial Day weekend coming up next weekend. Are you doing anything for Memorial Day? Working. We have the Coca-Cola 600 that weekend, which is our biggest race. It's so cool. Listen, nobody does, you know, the military appreciation and and those types of things like NASCAR and especially on Memorial Day weekend. It's one of the biggest uh, days in in racing because you have the F1 race and then you have the Indianapolis 500 and then you have the Coca-Cola 600. We do 600 miles of remembrance, which means every single car has a fallen soldier on their car and, and sort of they drive those 600 miles in remembrance for that soldier. It's such an incredible weekend. Uh, as you have, I, I saw reposted, uh, we are, we, we're open. Uh, Charlotte 100%, right? Like everything right. with NASCAR is back to it. No masks. Like it'll be a 100% normal venue if you are a NASCAR fan going to that Coca-Cola 600. Come on. It's open. Let's do it. Let's race. It's, it's going to be a great weekend, but it's a long, long, long day. We'll be here probably till about midnight or one o'clock in the morning. So Monday might be a little bit, uh, I might be just sitting by the pool, um, drinking that Kahlua that, that you've already had this morning. <laughs> I've got a question for you. So you're down on the Gulf Coast, and I had a girlfriend who just did an Ironman uh, 70.3 on the Gulf Coast this weekend, and she saw a shark. Oh, while yeah. she was swimming. Have you seen sharks out there? I've the never uh, I've never seen a shark. So I um well, let me take a step back. When I lived it, so I used to live in the Caribbean. I don't know if you if you knew that. I don't know if we talked about it. So when I graduated yeah, from law school, told me about the, what were in the what were in the trees. The, the oh the, 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 the tree. oh the yeah they have uh, tr- basically tree rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is like just an absolutely terrifying animal. I mean, these are yeah. rats effectively that live in trees. They're not squirrels. Right. They're like tree rats. And yeah. uh, and we came back once to our place, and there was one of them that had chewed <laughs> through the screened-in uh, porch, uh, yep. sorry, screened-in the window there. Uh, and I mean, it wanted to fight. Like it straight bowed up. It didn't like it didn't turn and run like when you know like a lot of animals do when you kind of walk in the front door. It was like, hey, you ready to go? And my this wife, my just, house now, Clay. Yeah, yeah. My wife just shrieked and ran straight straight into the bedroom and shut the door. And then I had to figure out how to get the tree rat out of the house, which is one of the most terrifying moments of my life. Um, so, uh, so. I went deep sea fishing in the uh, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where uh, where I went to practice law. As soon as I graduated, we lived on St. Thomas, and we were way out. I'm not a big boat guy, even though I lived uh, on the Caribbean and you know like uh, went around and you know I'm, I'm fine when you can see land from the boat. I should say uh-huh. I'm not a uh-huh. like I want to be out in the water where there's no land that I can see. I'm, that's not really my mm-hmm. thing. I'm I'm a land person. If you tell me I'm going on a boat from one land that I can see to another land that I can see I'm fine with that but I, I'm not a real big boat guy like we took the kids on the Disney cruise which was mm. the kids loved but I felt super claustrophobic like if you told me that I could have left the Disney cruise on a helicopter at any point <laughs> I would have gotten on the helicopter and left um, because and and the worst part was on that cruise we were supposed to stop like three places I think uh, and I, I can't even remember I think Cozumel uh, well, I do remember Grand Cayman. We did that Grand Cayman. Yep, we did the that same one. That was great. Yeah, that was super mm-hmm. cool. Uh, you know, we and got Jamaica, to Jamaica, right? I think it was and Jamaica. And then we were supposed to go to Jamaica, but the mm-hmm. the seas were too rough, and so mm-hmm. they couldn't berth the boat in Jamaica. And so they mm-hmm. came on early that morning. And first of all, the boat was really moving, right? Like uh, it was it was really rocking. And uh, and they said, uh, "Hey, um, you guys, we're not going to be able to to berth, so it's going to be a couple more days at sea." And I mean, I, I wish you could have seen my face. I mean, I felt like my heart just broke right then and there because I'm not a, I'm not an, I could, I would not have been a very good, uh, very good sailor back in the day. I'm not, an, I'm not a boat guy. So the reason why I say I'm not a boat guy 
uh, is I was fine in the Virgin Islands, like in general, uh, being on the island. Some people get, you know, they call it rock the fever. Island. Yeah. yeah, island mm-hmm. fever, whatever you're going to say, mm-hmm. because the island was only like 14 miles long and only like three miles wide. I had never felt any major issue with being on the mm-hmm. island and wanting to go somewhere else. Like there's enough different things to do on the island or going to another island or whatever. I, I never had rock fever like some people get. No uh-huh. issues there. But when we lived in the in the Caribbean, it was it was just kind of a crazy vibe in general as to how everything was set up. And uh, and and there were, uh, like I said, the tree, uh, the tree rats and everything else. But I went out and went deep sea fishing. And so one of one of the guys that I was down there with, like he had always wanted to go out deep sea fishing. We got out there and we were both the boat wasn't very big. I mean, you know, I, I don't know how big. I'm not a boat guy, but it wasn't big. It wasn't like it was a big boat. And the seas were rough that day, my friend. And he started throwing up like crazy. Uh, and the boat uh-huh. captain's like, yeah, there's nothing you can do. You know, like you just got to throw up while you can. And I wasn't that happy with it either. So we were deep sea fishing, though. And we caught a barracuda, which is a pretty big fish for people out there yeah. who may not have ever seen a barracuda. And as we were reeling it in, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. It was like something out of a nature documentary. A huge shark comes up and eats the barracuda. Like, so then the shark had bought our, had bitten our hook. And so I reeled in probably like a five or six foot shark and, uh, and we got it up in the boat. And I mean, this thing was, I mean, it's a big shark, like kind of spinning around, like trying to bite at you. And like, I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen a shark. And so, uh, and so we ate it, right? We killed it, and then we had the shark. And uh, and and That's the captain was like, story. "Yeah." The captain was like, "You know, most people don't catch a shark, and it's even crazier. Like you could see, it was like something out of a nature documentary. You could see the barracuda caught, and the shark came up, and like its fin, you know, like in a movie or something, was chasing on the barracuda, and then he bought the bit the grabbed the barracuda, oh and he had eaten the hook." Right, because he had eaten the. That's I mean, he, he just ate the entirety of the barracuda, including the hook that we had caught the barracuda with. Uh, and so then we wheeled, uh, you know, reeled in this monster shark, and uh, and we ended up uh, eating it. And it was really good that shark. So that's like the only the I've never seen one fish story. It's yeah. like the literal, like the fish starts as a barracuda and it ends up as a shark. Yeah, like, that's right. Uh, yeah, the bigger, yeah. the little fish gets eaten yeah. by the bigger fish. And that's pretty much yeah. the, I mean, I guess we could have called a whale too, but other than that, <laughs> like, uh, so I have never seen a oh. shark in the, uh, in the Gulf. Now I have seen like photos of sharks, right? Because the water's so clear. And did I ever tell you, I've got, I've got two shark stories. Did I ever tell you the humiliating seventh grade shark story that, that happened to me? No, I can't wait. You're going to love this. Dub, you've heard this story, right? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. All right, so in seventh grade, seventh grade, I was, you know, 13 years old, whatever you are in seventh grade. It was the summer after my seventh grade, I should say. So right when you're just starting to be aware of girls in kind of a significant uh-huh. way, I went on a church youth trip with the First Baptist Church uh, in, uh, in Nashville. We went to Panama City Beach. And if you remember anybody out there who's listening right now, if you've ever been on one of these church youth groups, you know, you all pile into a bunch of vans and you drive down and you stay in like basically a barracks on the beach. And for Uh people who've been to Panama City Beach, there are a lot of really old hotels still, you know, places that like your grandparents could have stayed. Uh, And this was one of those places like you walk in. And there's probably 20 bunk beds in one room, right? I'm, I'm, su- I'm assuming they just have church youth groups that they roll through all summer long. And you do like a mission trip uh, of some sort. I don't remember exactly what we did, but clearly we, uh, we made the world a better place, I'm sure, in an uh, unbelievable fashion. You have a lot of Bible study. And uh, and you get to go to the beach. And there's like fun things that you do in Panama City Beach, which if you haven't been is, I mean, literally the Redneck Riviera. Like, putt-putt, you know, like, uh, <laughs> go-karts. Yeah, I mean, for is. me, who basically was, and I know you kind of grew up in this Redneck uh, universe, and you're still doing NASCAR. <laughs> like, it's basically, it's, it's basically, yeah. it's basically like Redneck heaven, right? Um, and it's so, like Daytona uh, on the other Daytona, side. Daytona, yes, yes. Yeah. All this, like, if you've ever been 
like if you've ever been to because people are all 50 states i don't i don't know the exact equivalent in every state but if you've ever been to like uh gatlinburg right like gatlinburg and pigeon forge and like all these different places where rednecks go and i feel comfortable saying having grown up uh, very much as the redneck community i feel very comfortable being like hey this is what the kind of thing we would do so i'm down there um and i remember two couple of things a bunch of things about this trip one do you remember spuds mckenzie Yes, absolutely. So for people out there who don't remember, Spuds McDub, have you ever heard of Spuds McKenzie? I can't say that I have. Yeah, you're too young. So if you're around 40-ish, probably I would say maybe 35 to like up, 35 and up probably, you would remember Bud Light had a wildly successful beer campaign that was predicated on Spuds McKenzie that was like this party dog. And everybody loves Spuds McKenzie. And obviously, he had a lot of appeal for children, too, which is maybe yeah, one like reason. Yeah, nothing like selling beer dogs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> maybe one reason why Spuds McKenzie was, uh, was taken out of the uh, rotation from an advertising perspective. Uh, but I had a Spuds McKenzie t-shirt uh, that I had gotten, I think, in Gatlinburg. No uh, great surprise there. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was wearing it. And I remember the youth group director for my church came up and he said, you can't wear that shirt. It's inappropriate to be at a, you know, children's. And I never really thought about it, right? I wasn't thinking of Spuds McKenzie, like advertising beer. I was like, this dog is awesome. Like I'm wearing my seventh grade Spuds McKenzie shirt. Um, and, uh, and so interestingly enough, and unfortunately enough, later came out that, uh, that the youth group director uh, was actually gay. The guy who told me that my shirt was inappropriate uh, and ended up dying of AIDS. Like re- that's one of those uh, one of those unfortunate like Southern Church stories that probably a lot of people have from back mm-hmm. in the day. But he was he was is uh, my shirt was inappropriate, so he was in charge of the uh, he was in charge of the church youth group trip. So I am on a jet ski. Never been on a jet ski before in my life. Again, seventh grade redneck uh, out on the jet ski, and there's like an 18 year old. Uh, who's a, a college freshman. But, you know, when you're like 12 and 18 or 19-year-old, they seem like they, they might as well be Superman to you, right? Like the difference between a 12-year-old and an 18 or 19-year-old, yeah. you look up at like an 18 or 19-year-old, like they are just the most amazing people you've ever seen. And this was old school jet ski. Because now, like, I've been on the jet skis with two and three seats and like I've yeah. taken my kids out. Down. Yeah, it's hard to flip them. And if you do flip them, like, it's super easy to get back up on. But for those of you who remember, like, 1980s era jet skis, you would have to work really hard if you fell off and there were multiple people trying to ride to get back up. So we were, you know, he was out jumping waves and twisting around, and we flipped the jet ski, right? So we're both in the water. And this, uh, you know, like, beach bum dude comes roaring up on his jet ski, uh, by the way, those guys peak at young ages, right? Like the guy who works as a lifeguard at the jet ski, he gets every girl from like <laughs> 17 to 24, and then his life is just done for, right? Like, I mean, yeah, that's seven years. That. Yeah, Do you remember that? You remember that? Like you, the, yeah. the baddest ass guy was the guy who was like the lifeguard on the jet ski. Like, you know, 17 to 24, there's nobody having better luck and success with girls than the jet ski guy, like saving people's I, lives. That's my boyfriend, my my boyfriend yeah. in high school that you just you just described every single boyfriend in high school there you go and you girls are all fighting for him you're like oh you know he's got the jet ski like i you know and yep. and so uh that would be a by the way a good like netflix uh funny story like stranger things style to go tell oh, uh the jet totally. ski guy's story back in the day in the 80s and the early 90s and so uh he comes up and you know they have these uh they have these helicopters that fly over the length of the beach all the time in the Gulf because it's it's clear enough water that they will watch, to your point, you got me thinking on this, they will watch for sharks and then they will radio down to the uh, to lifeguards and be like, hey, you know, there's, there's sharks in the area, maybe encourage people to get back in and, you know, they get the kids on the jet ski actually to sometimes try to scare the sharks back out to deeper water. I mean, that, that's honestly kind of what they do. Uh, so maybe these guys are heroes and deserve all the girls that they get. So this, this you know, 17-year-old comes roaring up on his red jet ski you know the lifeguard jet ski and he's like you guys got to get out of here there's two big tiger sharks in the area and we're in the water 
you know, like treading water. It's deep, you know, compared to like the beach. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I've seen Jaws. I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm going to die. Tiger sharks, like everybody focuses on the great white and there aren't really great Mm -hmm. whites in the Gulf. The tiger shark would be the most dangerous shark probably in terms of its, you know, violent nature that you could probably interact with in the Gulf Coast. And so the college kid, like, we're trying to both get back up on the jet ski and we keep falling off. And probably like, you know, I'm like a shrimp, you know, appetizer just dangling there, bobbing for the big tiger sharks. And so the college guy, brave, gallant college guy that he is, is like, hey, I'll get back up on the jet ski and I'll drag you back to shore, right? To the shallow waters. So at this point, the fact that so you're there like are sharks. The barracuda at this yeah, point. oh, yeah, I'm the barracuda. I am clearly the dangling uh, yeah, appetizer here yeah. for the, the. By this point, the beach has become aware that there are tiger sharks in the vicinity. And, you know, it's whatever it is, 1992, not that it would be that different in 2021. But 1992, there's sharks in the water. The entire church youth group has fled, right? There's nobody now in the water anywhere. And we are out beside the 17-year-old lifeguard, and I got the college kid. And they decide that's a brilliant plan that will entice the sharks by dangling me, uh, you know, as we – and probably there's some people right now, well, like, man, that shark could have really saved a lot of trouble uh, in sports mm-hmm. media if they would just taken care of business back in the day, those tiger sharks. Um, and, uh, and so I hang on to the back. You know, I'm 12, 13 years old, whatever I am. And there's a, when you, if you ever thought about hanging on to the back of a jet ski, first of all, it's hard to do. Secondly, there's a tremendous amount of exhaust and like uh, the, the water, like coming right back in your face. Like think about the, the back of a jet ski, right? So I'm hanging there. And we start hitting the waves. And then die, get eaten by the the shark. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm going to either drown to death. Or I'm going to get eaten by a shark. Neither one of those is good. But then something even worse to a 12 or 13-year-old boy happens. As we are hitting the waves and the exhaust is coming back and the water is roaring back, my swimsuit comes off. Right, like I, uh, you know, whatever the the the, the big uh, back in the day, uh, I can't even remember the brand. I can see it, like it had that. Like, do you remember the the like Panama Jack guy? What were those yeah. things called? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, like, like board shorts, right? They yeah, they were they were like or? kind of board shorts, but they they still had the netting. But there used to be that logo, and I can't remember what everybody had them. Like Panama Ocean Jack, Pacific, or, maybe. O- o- yes, that's what I'm thinking of. Ocean Pacific were like wildly popular. So I had my Ocean yeah. Pacifics on, and as we're hitting the waves, and as I'm theoretically you know enticing the sharks, my pants come off. My my Ocean oh, Pacific God. bathing suit comes off. I managed to catch it with my right ankle like which is Thank now God. like awkwardly hanging on to my my bathing suit but as we are hitting the waves i am mooning the entire panama city beach <laughs> like there are hundreds Aww. of people lined up on the beach including the entire church youth group every 12 13 and 14 year old girl you can possibly imagine oh in all of basically the south is is right there in my mind you know like arrayed on the beach like looking out to see whether or not i'm going to get killed by a shark as i am mooning them as i come across the entirety of the beach so he he gets me into shallow water uh and then i'm standing there trying to pull my pants on Every, I mean, I'm not kidding. I think the entire like, there's not a single person seated seated on the beach at this point. Every everyone is just staring at me uh, in the water, uh, and uh, and then you know I I come walking back in, and I you know basically that's my life uh, every See, day. I'm maybe. laughing because I know mid 40s clay, and this is hilarious. But as a mom of like an 11, two 11 year old boys, I my heart breaks for oh uh, yeah, like little. I think about it now. Because- like my 13 year old son, if this happened to him now like i don't think he would go outdoors for like two months right and then you know meanwhile i just got to walk up on the beach and you know start talking to everybody like (laughs) as if as if nothing happened you know like uh even though everybody's just uh, absolutely yeah so to answer your question i've had two shark stories those are both of them Uh, so based on the t-shirt that you were wearing you'll love this so my kids are in fifth grade right my son comes home the other day and he says to me mom uh, there's some ba- bad words written on the bathroom wall in, in school. And, and so they're in public school this year. So, yeah. you know, public school, it's, uh, you know, it's different than their Catholic school than they were at yes. for many years. And I go, okay, well, what did they say? And, and he goes, well, it says 
I love hot moms. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I was like, that makes, that is, that is a lot of, there's a lot of people that would agree with him. I've heard that that's even popular on the internet. I'm like, what do they love about the hot moms? That they drive them to school? Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I just thought it was the funniest, like, I love hot moms. And, and they said, they said to me, they go, mommy, I think I know who it is. And I go, well, who do you, like, that wrote it. And I go, why? And they go, well, so-and-so on the first day of school wore a shirt to school that said, I love hot moms. <laughs> and I said, well, I would think that that would be him. But who lets their son in fifth grade wear a shirt that That's says, amazing. I love hot moms? Hey, at least it didn't so say amazing. I love milfs. Uh, said, I don't know what would happen so then. I, I think I can so say amazing. that. I, I, there are enough people don't know what that means, uh, and or but uh, uh, that um, is really, really uh, hysterical. This is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
We bring in now uh, Joe Kinsey to break down everything in the world of OutKick Insanity. Uh, And I want to start with the Tim Tebow story. Joe, you've been writing and covering Tim Tebow for a very, very long time. Are you as entertained as I am by the people now that Tim Tebow officially has a number and is a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars that seem utterly offended by the idea that Tebow is coming back? Clay, this this nonsense where people are outraged about Tim Tebow taking a roster spot, Tim Tebow is ruining the you know sanctity of the football world. I mean, give me a break, Clay. These these blowhards that are all acting all offended by Tebow. Clay, listen, I've wrote about, I've been writing about how the Jags they're desperate for attention down there. They're desperate for people to come and care about them, and Tebow does it. And uh, so I, I have no sympathy for the whiners out there. I love Tebow coming back, and he's huge, by the way, Clay. What has he been eating? He's just been sucking down protein shakes. <laughs> he definitely is a big dude now. I was looking at that video and thinking to myself, like, this is uh, actually really interesting to uh, to think about for sure. Um Do you think he'll make the team? Like, if you were setting odds, do you think Tebow? I mean, you talk about the Jags and the fact that they need interest. They've got Urban Meyer now. They've got Trevor Lawrence. What do you think uh, ends up happening here? Clay, wouldn't this be beautiful if if Urban and Tebow, they use Tebow's roster spot to take a little bit of pressure off of Trevor Lawrence? You're going to have media back in these facilities and back back in the locker rooms. And I actually think Tebow's going to make it and he's going to be a diversion to take a little bit of pressure off of Lawrence and everybody, you know, wanting big numbers out of him. And let's face it, Jacksonville wants to make money. This this is a money play. They love Tebow to make money, and and he's going to sell jerseys. I mean, they're already selling his jersey online. So I love it. I think it's great. And by the way, Clay, we know that Tebow lives literally like 200 yards from uh, Urban Meyer. They Urban moved in next to him. So you're not cutting him. Their work, they're they're going to be the first ones in the facility, Clay. Uh, I went on Fox News Wednesday, I think. All the days run together now that it's Friday. I've been doing so much media. But, yeah, it was Wednesday. I went on with Will Kane, and, uh, and we talked about the beer bat that you have written about. I gave you a shout-out on Fox News. Did you hear from people who heard me giving you a shout-out and tell people who don't know what the beer bat is – why it has become so uh, so viral on social media. Well, first of all, the beer bat is, I don't know how long, what is that, a foot long of beer? Uh, it's shaped as a bat. I mean, it's the beer bat. And they pour the beer in the bat, and you sit in the stands, or in the case of Myrtle Beach, where this bat, where you can get it at the minor league games, you can actually sit and put your feet into sand out, it looks like down the left field line, and you just sit there and enjoy a beer bat, a bat, filled with beer. And Clay, I, I actually ordered one of these uh, from Myrtle Beach, from the team, so I'm waiting to get it. But I sat there Wednesday night, and I'm, I'm sitting on the patio just listening to some music, and all of a sudden, the phone lights up. Clay mentioned you on, on Fox News. Clay said this. Clay, I'm like, this is unbelievable. My name is on now with millions of people. This is big news. And then nobody in my family even said a word, Clay. It's, <laughs> it's all the fans. The family is just used to me, you know, talking on national radio. This is just old hat. But the fans, Clay, they went nuts. They appreciate you doing what you did. And, uh, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm happy, too. I didn't want to text you and say that i want to talk to you in person but i know you're busy uh we're talking to joe kinsey who does fantastic work for us writing about so many different crazy subjects at outkick this story has kind of come out of nowhere i know the nba play-ins going on and everything else but kwame brown has just eviscerated a massive number of people i've seen him go after stephen a smith jamel hill stephen jackson uh, so many uh, Gilbert Arenas, also with uh, uh, Matt Barnes. Have you ever seen anything like a player come out of nowhere and just begin to eviscerate everybody and start trending like Kwame Brown has? Clay, I didn't even know Kwame Brown had ever spoken on video. Like I had never heard him speak in in my life. And this guy's, you know, this is in my wheelhouse. Kwame Brown in the early two thousands. 
he was, you know, a big deal. And I had never heard him speak. And all of a sudden, he's like the voice of reason out there in the world. Yes, it's crazy. How in the world does this happen? It, it is wild that Kwame Brown, people may be listening him like, well, you vaguely remember the name Kwame Brown. He was the number one overall pick when, like 2001, something like that for Michael Jordan. I think he's 39 years old now. Uh, so yep. Jordan had to decide between Tyson Chandler and Kwame Brown. And obviously, uh, Tyson Chandler ended up having a pretty good career, I think it's fair to say. Kwame Brown, it wasn't like he disappeared immediately. And I think he made around $80 million. But this is pretty interesting in and of itself uh, to uh, to see him finally decide that he's tired of being ripped on and he's just absolutely crushed so many of the media members and former players who've been ripping him. Yeah, no, I I was blown away by how articulate. You know, listen, he doesn't mince words. He he attacks pretty much everybody and anybody. It doesn't matter political stance, whatever. He's going after you. But it's all these people that had remained unchecked that Brown has gone after inside the NBA world. And he's like, look, I'm tired of this. I don't care who you are, where you're at in the NBA world. I'm coming after you. And it's so refreshing. I mean, I mean, Jamel Hill, I mean, he just unleashed on her. And then he, he, you know, Barnes and uh, Renus, they're all acting like, you know, he had this worthless career. And he said, listen, I put my mom on in a house on a golf course. And I looked it up, and she lived in that house the whole, her, his whole career. He, and she passed away, but uh, Kwame Brown was a man of his word. He put his mom on a golf course. We're talking to Beautiful Joe display out of this guy. We're talking to Joe Kinsey. You can follow him uh, on Twitter at Joe Kinsey EXP. You can read him every single day at OutKick. A um, couple of other different stories that are out there. Charles Barkley. I mean, this is an awesome story. I, I saw you write about it. Charles Barkley gave $1,000 to over 200 different employees of his high school. Explain what happened here. Yeah, Barkley has been on a uh, chair, not charity, just he's just give, he's just giving money to different things that he thinks people deserve it. And uh, he wrote $1,000 checks to every employee in the school district. I think at the high school level, 226, I believe, is what it came out to. Uh, didn't want any exposure from it, but the superintendent of the school system was like, no, Charles is getting mentioned on this one. And uh, to this to this day, we still don't know, you know, Barclays just let it go out there. He's just saying, listen, I'm donating my money to people that I think deserve it. And uh, these school people that made it through a year, I'm going to give them $1,000, do what you want with it. And uh, once again, Barkley, listen, Clay, we know he's a charitable guy. He gives all these, he buys drinks for everybody out in Tahoe at the, at the golf tournaments. This guy loves people. So rack him up again, another uh, $226,000 from uh, Charles Barkley. Amazing guy, uh, Charles Barkley is. I mean, I, I think he's the, look, certainly one of the 50 greatest basketball players of all time. Member of the Dream Team, yeah. lots of fun to watch as an athlete. He's better as a media member than I think any former athlete has ever been. And in other words, for his sport, breaking it down as a media analyst, as good as he was as a basketball player, and he's one of the fifty greatest. He was an MVP. I think he is even better as a uh, as an overall uh, as an overall sort of athlete turned into media member just a genuinely good dude um and uh and speaking of a genuinely good dude we don't really know exactly how good of a guy Derek Jeter is but we do know that he sold his ridiculous like I think it was Bayfront or I'm not sure exactly would you call it waterfront I guess maybe oceanfront he sold a 20 plus million dollar house that Tom Brady had been living in what are the details on this place that he sold in Tampa well, Clay, it's, I believe, 22,000 square feet, somewhere in that range. Uh, you know, enough, uh, enough bathrooms for the entire baseball, for, for the entire Yankees team, uh, bedrooms for everybody. Uh, Brady moved out in September, and that's when Jeter put it on the market. And uh, it was there for eight months or whatever, and all of a sudden, boom, it's the highest sale in Hillsborough County in the history of the county. And uh, Jeter's, you know, he's done with this massive house that has, I believe, 300, 300 feet of waterfront for a yacht. 
So, I mean, bring your yacht, bring your big boats. And uh, But uh, Brady was in there. He was just, like, subletting the place. So the story goes that Brady got the house ready to show and everything. So he was a great house guest. And uh, Jeter's, you know, he must be down in Miami full-time now. So, I mean, must be nice to be rich, right, Clay? Yeah, no doubt. It is a nice spot to be in. Uh, although uh, my life really hasn't changed, I'm still uh, living pretty much the same way I was before. Uh, we're talking to Joe Kinsey. And by the way, you get to benefit off that too. So uh, what, have you, what are you going to do yeah. with the extra money you get? Uh, probably buy a new driver, new golf driver, you know. <laughs> I want to improve the game, Clay. You know, you got to take the game to the next level. Uh, we're talking to Joe Kinsey. Uh, you have been covering Holly Saunders for years, I think. What do you think about her now becoming a teammate of yours and joining Outkick? How, how, I mean, Clay, we got to get to Vegas. Got to get out with Holly. I, I just can't imagine a night out with Holly. What that entails. That would be a podcast. Like, what is a night out with Holly like? I need to experience that. I've done a lot of great things in life, but I've never been out on the town with Holly Saunders. I just imagine this being one of the craziest nights of my life. I've already told the wife, listen, it's research, it's development, it's outkick work. So just get used to it. We're going to do this this year. I'm going to have to get out to Vegas to see Holly. I love it, Clay. Everybody, you know, the golf world, they can't understand why Holly would want to leave the golf world. She starts making big-time dollars doing what she does. Holly is, she's an eccentric. And I love that we have those kind of people coming on board at OutKick. And that's what, you know, that's what people want to see. They want to see different wild people living life. Uh, And uh, now I'm going to document it, Clay, for the site. Yeah. Well, she told us yesterday on the show that she had bought a Ferrari. Um, I think I wrote down, what did I say, a custom Ferrari, a white custom Ferrari, since she spent $300,000 on it. Have you ever been in a Ferrari? I mean, I've looked at a Ferrari, but I mean, actually been in a Ferrari and ridden in one. No, I mean, I've only been in like uh, Indy cars, but I've never. Uh, I never mean, Indy cars a are pretty big deal. I mean, I've, I've sat behind Mario Andretti, Clay. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's yeah, not cool uh, that, that. That doesn't suck. Uh, we're talking to Joe Kinsey. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of uh, of hot athletes, by the way, which Holly used to be when she was with Michigan State. Um, this track athlete that you're covering, the Olympics are coming up. You've got a German track athlete that you're following. I think she's pretty popular with the OutKick crew. Yeah, Alicia Schmidt is her name. She's a sprinter, a 400-meter specialist. Uh, listen, Clay, back in 2017, in my previous internet life, I declared that Alicia Schmidt was the hottest track athlete in the world. And here we are, 2021, the Olympics are coming up. The tabloids are going nuts. They still think she's just a page view machine. I declared it four years ago, and here we are. She, uh, everything's cranking up, Clay. You know, Tokyo is trying their best. All these Corona bros in Tokyo, they're trying to cancel the Olympics. It's not going to happen. They better just get on board with it. Alicia and all the other athletes are coming to town, and, uh, it's, it's a page view bonanza for us, and uh, Miss Schmidt will be uh, leading the way for us. Finally, a uh, story here that you wrote about this week. There were a group of kindergartners that were like kidnapped, but then they drove the kidnapper crazy. What happened in this story? Yeah, down in South Carolina, we have an Army uh, recruit. He's at uh, uh, you know, Fort Jackson, I believe is what it was, and he goes AWOL. He takes his rifle from the barracks. He hijacks a bus, and it turns out that the bus is loaded with 18 kindergartners. So the, so the Army recruit, he moves all the kids to the front of the bus. He's got the rifle. He's pointing it at the bus driver. And all of a sudden, the kindergartners save the day, Clay. They start asking the Army guy all sorts of questions. It drives him so crazy that he tells the bus driver to stop the bus. He orders all 18 kindergartners off the bus. He tells the bus driver, you get off too, everybody off the bus. And the army dude steals the bus, leaves all the kids, you know, they're safe and sound. And the bus driver is now calling these kindergartners in their curiosity. He's saying these kids are heroes, Clay. I'm assuming they arrested the guy and got the bus back. 
yeah, he he was uh, he was popped, and uh, the kids are now heroes and saved the day. And, and I, I just, I mean, this is a story of the year uh, in my world, especially. So, kindergartners. Thank uh, God for those kindergartners and their ability to ask so many different questions yeah. about so many different things all together. For anybody who's ever, uh, God bless them. By the way, my kids are finishing their uh, school today. Today is the last uh, half day of school for my kids in public school. One of them's a kindergartner. She did a fantastic job. Shout out to Miss Mills for all the work that she did handling all these kindergartners during what was a crazy COVID year with the masks on and everything else. Joe Kinsey, uh, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Keep up the good work at Outkick and appreciate all you do. All right, Clay. Thanks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.